All right, welcome to the Vikings.com post-game report. This is Chris Corso from TCO Studios calling in to Ben Lieber from the tough loss where the Vikings took a 37-30 defeat on Monday Night Football to the Seattle Seahawks. Ben, you were on the sideline for the whole game. What does that stadium sound like being there out on the field? I tell you what, um, I wear noise-canceling earbuds, and it did not cancel the noise out. I'll tell you that much. I had to turn up my little belt pack a few times uh, because it was just it was so loud. It is, it is such a fun atmosphere. They do such a good job with their uh, their live DJ that they've got playing the whole game. He is very in tune to what sort of what sort of sound and what type of music and the lyrics that that are playing if they get a fourth down stop or if it's a big defensive play i think they had one uh one big defensive uh stand where the guy the defensive player threw one of our guys down and kind of a hard tackle and he played uh slam by onyx and i'm like this guy is he's on it like he this is it is fun it is uh it's lively energetic and i can see why throughout the whole game it's it's hard to be on offense here very good looking opening drive for Minnesota, but how will they cap it? Dalvin Cook says that way. Two yard touchdown, Vikings. Watch number 75. He's going to pull around, fullback leads. This is just a nice scheme. 75 pulls, ham with a block, and that's a walk in. Really good blocking by the offensive line. So one of the biggest points going into the game was the Vikings coming out of the bye and starting out fast. And that's what they did. They started out fast. They scored a touchdown there with Dalvin Cook marching down the field on that first drive. What was it like for the team to start out quick there and, and take an early lead? You know, it's refreshing. I think that we've, we have seen a few Vikings teams in the past come out of the bye and they seem a little sluggish and they seem like they're still a little bit asleep and, and uh, it takes them a week uh, before they kind of get back in game mode. But I thought that was a, a great response coming out of the bye was there was a, definitely a sense of urgency by uh, specifically the offense. You know, even guys that were going in motion, they were going in motion full speed, and there was, like, a lot of purpose to everything that they're doing and all the movements, all the offensive linemen, when they would set, they're setting quickly, they're getting back, they're getting their feet set, and, uh, and they're punching with their hands. And I just thought that the first half, it just – you know, it couldn't have gone any better. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. But when you're on the road in a place like this and you come out and you've got the lead and you execute a two-minute drill with three points uh, into halftime, you got to be proud of that. We'll start off the show as we always do. Let's hear from the Vikings head coach, Mike Zimmer, in his post-game press conference. Okay. Uh, credit Seattle. They played well tonight. Um, you know, I thought the first half we played well. We didn't play very very well in the second half, made too many mistakes. Uh, didn't play the running game as well defensively tonight. Um, uh, so, you know, that, that played a factor in it. But uh, some of the things we're trying to get done, we, we got better at tonight, and we just got to continue to get better. It's not the end of the world. Four-game season left, and uh, we're still in good shape, and we're still a good football team. Is Alvin's injury anything to be concerned about for the future? Is there anything serious at all? Or? No. Mike, is there anything you can pinpoint why the, the run defense was gave up you know, 200 plus yards tonight? Well, there's probably 40 or 50 on a punt return as well, our, our fake punt, right? So that counts. But um, I'm, ass, I'm assuming you know we, we got knocked out of some gaps and didn't, didn't get off blocks. He's a hard running back. 
On the uh, 60-yard touchdown to David Moore, it looked like there was some coverage confusion. Yes. Between, uh, wh what exactly was supposed to happen there? Well, I'm not going to explain what exactly was supposed to happen. We had a bust in the coverage. By week on that, um, you guys held them to ten points by halftime. What did you see in the second half? Was it was it just those coverage busts here or there? Or what well, that one didn't help. We had a couple turnovers, I think, in the second half as well, so that didn't help any either. Are you concerned with the way Xavier uh, demonstrates his emotions on the field? On yeah, the we've got to, we've got to control our emotions a lot better than that. How did you think? Uh, I thought he did well. Um, Made some good plays. You know, he's under duress a few times, but I thought he made some good plays. Uh, uh, moved in the pocket pretty well. He got the ball out and <clears throat> under some uh, tough situations. Um, you know, the, the one route that uh, got intercepted there at the end, uh, you know, the guy kind of sat on the route. I know you're not to make excuses, but without three of your top offensive players there for much of the second half, I mean, Thielen was out, Reef was out, and then Cook got out. How, how much did that hurt you? Uh, I don't. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't play well enough to win. <clears throat> I'm not going to put it on guys that are hurt. I don't have to look at the tape. Is there kind of anything that you can build on going forward with the way the team responded in the fourth quarter and the third quarter was? Yeah, I mean, everybody acts like this is the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. We lost one game tonight. We're eight and four. We've got uh, four games left, <clears throat> uh, three division games. So, you know, this isn't any end of the world. We still got a lot of good football left to play. Mike, just, uh, Seattle kind of keep it simple. They, they had the third tackle, like forty-five plays or whatever. They just kept bringing him in and just. Yeah, well, just another big body in there. Yeah, and then and then the back is a hard running back, and um, you know they. They bounced the ball to the perimeter a little bit more tonight than uh, they have in the past. Is it more difficult to be gap sound when they continue to bring in just additional bodies and blocks? No. Were you surprised that they see the 10 running ball from the start? A little bit. I thought they would be throwing the ball a little bit more than they did what they've done in the past, but. Um, they stuck with a lot lot more than I thought. The next big play in the first half was a bat from the Vikings defensive line. It got batted up twice, first by Armin Watts on the defensive line, and Anthony Harris has his first career touchdown. Break down what happened on that play. Well, it's, you know, Watts, I think the play before, gave up a, a little chunk run, and it was just like, oh, man, you know, you got to – He's got to do a better job of the run game, and then all of a sudden they get a pass play, and, and he gets his big pop there and knocks it up in the, in the air. And then Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, obviously he was trying to knock the ball down, but he sort of set the ball up in the air like a volleyball set. And, uh, and all of a sudden Anthony Harris just comes running under it, cradles it, easy catch, and runs it in for a touchdown. So it was kind of a fluky play early on. Didn't, I wasn't sure who batted the ball straight up in the air, but come to find out it was Russell Wilson. Checked out, batted at the line of scrimmage, batted back and picked off. Can you believe this? Pick six, Anthony Harris, pinball style. Ricocheting in. Wow. You know, watch Watts. Watts gets up deflected, and then Wilson, he's trying to knock it down. 
So he's trying to do what most quarterbacks do when the ball's coming back at him, knock it down, and he knocks it right to Harris. There's no foul to play. The ruling play stands as a touchdown. But instead of knocking it down, he ends up having almost a volleyball-esque tap pass. But that's what quarterbacks are taught. When that ball is coming at him, they don't want to catch it. He's trying to knock it down. Just a bad break there for the Anthony Harris leads the Vikings with four interceptions on the season. Let's hear what Harris had to say following the game. Um, just look at uh, what you could have played better and to give yourself a better chance. You know, see where they took advantage of certain situations. Um, how we could have been better in early, early on the downs. Uh, and then, you know, find a way to you know make plays in situations to give yourself a better chance. Your pick six it was a, a bizarre play, but you were in the right spot at the right time. Break it down. Yeah, um, just was dropping back, read my coverage, see the ball's tip. We pride ourselves on tips and overthrows, hustling to the ball. So um, I think a D-line would tip the quarterback trying to get it down, hustling in the right spot at the right time, and then just finishing the play strong. But you can't be happy that in the second half, the defense gave up 27. What's not happening on your end? Um, I'm not really sure. We got to go back and look at the film. But um, I think we did a better job on first and second down, on the ball, um, giving them third and short opportunities, more likely to convert. So we got to do better there for sure. Um, but we're going to go back to the film, you know, take a look, and really see what details, what happened, and uh, how we can execute better. How did you feel you guys did against Russell? Um, I don't think he got on the pocket too much today. Um, some guys did a good job of trying to plaster on coverage. Defensive line did a good job of just trying to keep the pressure on them, not letting them find guys downfield. So, I mean, it's hard to really say right after the game. Just gotta go back and the hey, Anthony, is there anything you can share about that 60 yard touchdown pass there in the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it was? No, um, not really sure what happened. Um, so, that's, that's the things that we get on when we go check out film and you know, see, where, see where things were broke down. Chris Carson went over 100. Run defense, do you guys need to tighten that up at all? Yeah, I mean, we, we pride ourselves on, you know, um, limiting the runs, um, keeping guys definitely under 100 yards. So um, that's, our, that's our DNA, you know, stopping the run, um, being physical, and then competing in the pass game. Yeah, Is this the loudest building you played in? Uh, not sure. One, one of them, for sure. Um, I mean, it's a good environment, but, you know, that doesn't really change anything. You go out there, you play football, communicate. <clears throat> Just go have fun. And we heard Mike Zimmer talk about focusing on the pass defense with the bye week. You guys held them to 10 points by halftime. Um, do you think there were some things working there and then it just kind of fell apart in the second half? Or how did you view the pass defense? Um, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Um, we, did, we were able to compete for some passes, get some nice breakups and some key situations. Um, but it's a team effort, you know. You know it's a combination of stopping the pass, stopping the run. Um, good coverage on the back end, good rush up front. So it's all the team effort. Vikings take a 17-10 lead into halftime following a Dan Bailey uh, 47-yard field goal. They were feeling pretty good going into half. I think Kirk Cousins started out pretty well. Yeah, you know, it was it was methodical. There was not a ton of shots down the field. I mean, it wasn't a lot of big plays but in the passing game, but it was it was exactly what you needed to do against this defense. And, and uh, the defense is going to be really tough trying to get anything over the top. So you just have to take some things that are underneath, get the, get the running backs and tight ends involved in the, in the screen game and the check down game and have those guys do some damage running after the catch. And then, you know, Dalvin.
Melvin was effective on the ground. So we were doing, I think, everything that, that the game plan called for and all the scouting reports called for. Uh, so, again, it was you had to feel really good going in at halftime, but then all of a sudden you, you, you stall out, you get the ball back uh, immediately on the opening kickoff in the second half, and we go three and out. And that's just a missed opportunity when you, uh, you win the coin toss, you defer, and then that's, your, that's what happens on your first possession in the second half. Cousins was 22 of 38 on the game, 276 yards through the air, two touchdowns and that one interception. Let's hear what the Vikings quarterback had to say following the loss. Um, I'll just start uh, and then I can open it up for questions. Uh, very frustrating loss tonight. Um, you could point to any number of, of, of reasons or plays that, that had an impact in the final score. Um, you know, proud of of my teammates, the way they fought, and uh, I, I love going to work every day with the group of guys that we have. And um, uh, now we look forward to uh, you know coming back home and playing Detroit. And need to need to get a win at home. Uh, I'll take any any questions you have. <clears throat> Taken away by their defense, or what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a combination of uh, play calls, situations, uh, um, and then uh, they they took them away too. Kirk, how difficult was it when Dalvin was down in the third quarter to try and rally everybody you know, in his absence? Uh, yeah, tough, tough injury. Um, my heart's with Dalvin Riley, um, and uh, you know, tough, tough to lose anybody, and uh, and so uh, you know, certainly. You know, hated seeing them go down. Sure, if you just look at the sequence in the third quarter, as you know, the, the I think eleven plays and four possessions and two turnovers. You know, in the third and then the start of the fourth quarter, is that is that the chunk of the game that you look back on with some regret? I look back at a lot of things. I think that you can certainly point to that, but there are far more plays too. You know, that had an impact as well. It all, you know, placed placed together. Certainly, the third quarter was part of it. You guys open with such a crisp drive, and then just uh, things don't go as smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, what what was really the key to early, and what what really stopped things from going so smoothly? Yeah, I don't, I can't go back right now and go through it all. I don't even remember all the first half drives or what happened or didn't happen. We had a holding call on one of the drives, and we end up being whatever four or five yards short of the first down after losing ten yards and a holding call. So um, it was a combination of uh, of factors. It was never any one thing. Uh, after. Uh... <clears throat> Was there a thought? I think it was in the first quarter uh, of um, of hurrying up and getting the ball mm-hmm. snapped. Or? There was, yep, yep. There was conversation about that and didn't end up doing it. But uh, there were probably three, three or four other opportunities where we did try to go go quickly to get get it up and snapped. What's kind of your takeaway from the, the way that your teammates kind of responded to the adversity being down and giving up a stretch and fighting back in the fourth? Well, I think we have a football team that can go on the road to a tough environment and, and, and get a win. Um, I think that this was an opportunity we, we missed, and uh, it's disappointing. But, um, uh, you know, I think it, tonight we were able to uh, at least show a resilience, and, and you're going to need that to be able to, uh, you know, win in December. And, and then if, if you do take care of business in December, we have, I believe, four games left. Uh, if you do take care of business, then um, you know you get a chance in January, and that's really what what we want to do. Kyle mentioned 
mentioned just in terms of what the postseason could potentially bring, that you guys could be back here in a right. month. How, do, how in a short week are you able to kind of put this one behind you and, and focus on those final four games for a playoff push? Uh, I mean, after a game like tonight, I'd like to get out there tomorrow and play the next one, you know. So uh, um, you just get back to work. Uh, you understand how important these these last four games are, but you don't even look at it as four games. You look at it as Detroit one week from now and or one less than a week from now, and and then you you look ahead after that. The fourth and four to Irv at the end. Uh, yeah. It was, did you just see that as a well-covered play? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well defended. Um, you know, there's a lot of decisions you make throughout the course of a game, and I'll go back and look at the film and talk about, you know, could have worked different different route, could have progressed. You know, you also say a lot of throws where you need to drive it in there, you know, and, and I tried to drive it in there, and we didn't didn't get it. But, um, uh, you know, that was one of about two dozen plays that you could point to. Yeah, the second half, I mean, in the first half, Cousins was 13 of 17, passer rating of 96.4. Russell Wilson was, he had his lowest passer rating in years playing at home. It was 57.1 in that first half. But then in the second half, things started to turn. There were a couple turnovers for the Vikings offense, and Seattle started to score some some points there. What 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 caused that momentum shift in the beginning of the first, in the second half? Well, I think it was again. You go back to the run game from Seattle. Um, you know, there was just too many, too many times on first down, like early downs, where they're getting five, six yards, and maybe even more. And and all of a sudden, they had they had short sticks to pick up a first down. So, um, I, I think that yes, there's 218 yards, and that's a lot of yards to give up on the ground. And it just came in, it just came in small bunches. And being a former defensive player, that is demoralizing to be on the field, and you just you just can't figure out what what call to play, how to how to play the the, the run, and they throw a variety of different runs at you, and and uh, you just sort of get mentally and physically exhausted, and they wear you out. Seattle outgame Minnesota four hundred and forty four to three hundred and fifty four, and had two hundred eighteen yards on the ground. And it was a second half where they started to really pack it on. 17-17 following a penny one-yard touchdown, 20-17 to following a field goal, and then they went on to score two straight touchdowns. What happened in that sequence where they gave up a 60-yard pass to David Moore and then a tough 13-yard pass letting the team go right down the field again following another turnover to uh, Richard Penny again? Well, I, I just think that the uh, they – the long touchdown pass, it looked like to me, was it was just busted coverage. And Xavier... Yeah, was it busted coverage? Did he think a safety was behind him there, yeah. Xavier Rhodes, on that you play? You know, Xavier sort of looked looked for a safety. Clearly, on the on, on everybody on, at, on the TV copy is going to see him with his arms out in the air straight, trying to make it look like, where's the safety? He comes to the sideline and uh, quickly finds out, I think, that he wasn't playing the right coverage. He was not expecting, he was not supposed to be expecting any safety help over the top. And, and he busted the coverage. And he was distraught by it. He was throwing his helmet. He was pacing back and forth, uh, very upset. Uh, you didn't see a lot of guys going over to talk to him. And normally that's the case. When, when a guy is at fault, just watch the body language and the interactions that happen uh, with the other players. And if the other guys don't come over and console and sort of, you know, talk to you it basically means that you messed up and and uh it seemed like to me he messed up uh he did bounce back and and cause a fumble and uh and sort of 
helped him help himself out a little bit there, get his get his his mojo back. But by and large, again, it was a, another rough game for Xavier. Yeah, it was a tough game for the Vikings secondary, 34-17 to at that point. And that's when, listening to the broadcast, you heard Pete Bursich say the Vikings pretty much have to score every time they have the ball. And that's kind of what they did there. They had, I mean, Laquan Treadwell steps up. He kind of gets left wide open for that touchdown, 58-yarder from Kirk Cousins. And they know Minnesota has to, has to throw. Cousins. He goes downfield and wide open is Laquan Treadwell for the touchdown. Everybody sucked up. Cousins went down and 58 yards later, he's got Treadwell for the score. That's watch number 30, McDougal. It's called minding somebody else's business and not taking care of yours. He's supposed to be back right there. He jumps that and that's an easy touchdown. Sometimes you got to take care of your own business before you start worrying about other folks' business. And McDougal, a classic case of that right there, should have stayed back, and Cousins finds him. Quantino, still having a touchdown, Cut. Uh, they were just playing cover two. Um, I knew the corner's technique, so I figured if I pushed him outside, um, he would go for the cheese. But he actually jumped Jimmy, got physical at the line, got loose. Um, once I seen Kirk step up to the line, I knew if he looked down the field, he was either going to have a whole shot. Mm-hmm. And then I seen the safety rotate down, which told me I was by myself. So uh, once he threw the ball, I just I just knew I was back there by myself. You know, I just sprinted to the end zone, and uh, it kind of gave us a boost to try to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. Quan, you guys saw Dalvin come back from the injury and rehab as hard as he did and, and have this great start to the season. How tough was it then to see him down there injured? You know, uh, Dalvin, Dalvin is like one of our leaders, you know, not even on the field, but off the field, you know, the way he carries himself, his demeanor, you know, um, he's been through adversity before. Um, we actually had him and Diggs down at the same time, so it's kind of like a, a really shocking you know, experience for all of us, you know. No one knew if neither one of them was going to get up and play another down, so uh, for me, I was just praying for him, most importantly, and uh, just to see him go down, you know, I've seen what he's been through, you know. Um, and, you know, he's a fighter, and I know whatever it is, I don't know what it is right now, but I know whatever it is, he'll overcome it, uh, be back here and, and doing what he loves. How tough was it to emotionally come back from that moment? It seemed like that was a really big one, kind of took one down. Yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin, yeah and, and Diggs went out at the same time. Um, it was tough. You know, it, you know, we all know it's like next man up, but you don't expect two of your best guys to go down. And, and it was, it was um, you know, a very high intense play, you know, uh, obviously a fumble, you know, game on the line, but um, when a player go down, it's, it's more about the player safety than anything. So um, we kind of all put all that to the side and really focus on those two guys and make sure, you know, we put our prayers over them. And, you know, just to see Diggs get up and Dalvin get up and still walking and being able to play, you know, that's a blessing. But um, I think everyone bounced back well, you know. Um, you know, we just know we got to keep fighting, you know, and that's the DNA of this team, and we're going to live by that. The Vikings offense started to get things back together and brought them right back in the game. Yeah, they really did. You know, you get you get into the in the fourth quarter, and really, you know, how you kind of think about it, you get you uh, you plan for about three possessions a quarter, um, and so having the start of uh, I think we had about thirteen, maybe thirteen minutes when we got the ball in the fourth quarter. Like, all right, we're going to have three possessions, and we have to score on every single one of these possessions, and we did. We went out and early on and. And it seemed like they forgot Laquan, and, and uh, Kirk did a great job of, of extending that play and, and finding him and finding a window to throw to. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it's like, bam, we're, we're right back in this game. And, and uh, they did a great job. You know, I, I thought our response from our offense was exactly what you want. Uh, of course, towards the end of the game, you know, we get down 
into the last possession, and you'd like to see a little bit more throws out to the outside in which they were giving us, throws to the running back. Um, you know, they're trying everything they could just with, uh, with the quick underneath stuff on some of the slants and whatnot. And, and uh, got to give credit to Seattle because they play great underneath defense, especially between the hashes. And we decided to attack them right where their strength is at, and we failed. Yeah, and I heard the stat in the game. They had their first penalty way late in like the third or fourth, early fourth quarter. That's pretty amazing with the noise and the sound that you hear there at CenturyLink Field. But following that, the Vikings get that one-handed grab from Kyle Rudolph to make it a one-possession game. Cousins with time to the end zone. Oh, what an effort that time. Kyle Rudolph does it. Remember what he did against the Cowboys in the back of the end zone with an amazing grab. His catches may be down, but his impact is up. Third down, red zone. Kirk Cousins is going to look for Kyle Rudolph. And K.J. Wright's got pretty good coverage. But when you have your back turn, Rudolph knows the ball is coming. He can go up, and Cousins gives him a nice high ball where his big tight end can go up and make a play. 36. Another big day for Kyle Rudolph. Four receptions and 50 yards and that one touchdown. Another one-handed grab. Let's hear what Kyle had to say in the locker room following the game. You kind of go back through that, that third quarter. I mean, it's just really a, a, a tough one and, and a tough one to recover from. Yeah, I mean, in here in the locker room at halftime, you're looking at it with an opportunity to go up 14, uh, you know, possibly 10. You settle for a field goal there, but, you know, regardless, you make it a two-score game and then, you know, we go three and out, and then next thing you know, it's a tie game, and then we turn the ball over again, turn the ball over again, and we just didn't execute well enough in the second half. Uh, with that being said, still had a chance of fourth and short to convert and go down there and, and win the game. So I just hope everybody in this locker room holds their heads high knowing that, uh, you know, we could be back here again in a month. Um, and we played with one of the best teams in the NFC tonight, and uh, we shot ourselves in the foot too many times. If we just execute better and not hurt ourselves, penalties, turnovers, uh, play cleaner football, and we got a chance. Kyle, on a short week and after a game like that, how do you come back and make sure you got the juice and are ready for Detroit? Uh, get on the plane, forget about this one, and, and get ready. Um, nothing we can do about this now. You know, we missed an opportunity, but um, we got four games left, and uh, if we get to 12-4, and four, I, I think we'll like where we sit come January. And like I said, uh, I could see us coming back here in about a month. Does it feel like you let an opportunity slip by? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you play well, score 30 points on the road, uh, 24 on offense, uh, and you don't come away with a win, it's hard. But like I said, when you do the things that we did in the third quarter and start the fourth quarter, turnovers, penalties, uh, you're not going to beat a good football team, and they have a good football team. How tough is that in the second half when you're without not just Adam Thielen, but then Dalvin as well? I mean, there's a lot of good football players in this locker room, and you know we're never going to make an excuse about not having somebody out there. Uh, you know, Alexander stepped up and had some really big runs and some big screens. So you know, obviously, we'd love to have all of our guys out there. But with that being said, the guys that we have on the field are more than capable. And um, you know, it was you got to give the Seahawks credit. They they played well. Um, they played big on home primetime Monday night. But uh, we feel like we let one slip away and shot ourselves in the foot too many times. Probably tough to put in perspective after a loss, but where does that one-handed touchdown catch rank in the Kyle Rudolph panels? Uh, like I always say, just throw it somewhere close. I'm going to do my best to catch it, and I just take a lot of pride in when Kirk trusts me and throws the ball in traffic to, to come down with it. 
Dan Bailey misses the extra point, so that leaves the Vikings down four, 34 to 30. Then they get one more stop, and Kirk Cousins has his last chance, and he's not able to get it done. Tough play on Irv Smith on a third down, and the Vikings are forced to go for it on fourth down, and and it, and it didn't look good. So, uh, tough loss for the Vikings. What are the what are your what are your final takeaways here heading into the last couple games of the season? Well, I I think that we we definitely have the energy. We have the the uh, I think schematically everything that we want to to be a contender at the end of the year. Um, you answered the bell, I think, in a lot of ways of coming out to Seattle when nobody gave you a chance and you, you put yourself in a really good position to win the game and you fell a little bit short. Uh, I thought our guys battled through injury adversity. I thought Alexander Madison picked up the slack a little bit, especially in the passing game. And then, uh, you know, Rashad Hill came in and did a, did a decent job. We did have to use some tight ends and, and change a few play calls and blocking schemes uh, with Riley Reef out. But you know, we battled through adversity, and I think that we showed a lot of character and heart today. Ultimately, though, uh, we got to fix, you know, the, the passing attack against our defense has been our Achilles heel for this team, and now teams are, are going to think that they can run the ball on us. So not only do we have to do a better job with our corners and, and passing plays, but we got to do a better job with our, our interior defensive line and our linebackers. So we've got a lot to fix defensively as we go into the, the prime stretch of the season. Yeah, the Vikings spent over 39 minutes on the field, their defense, so they were totally drained by the end of that game. A tough one, but you you, you look forward to a game at home against the Detroit Lions where they'll most likely be having a backup quarterback play that game, and hopefully you get back on a winning track back at U.S. Bank Stadium. We appreciate your time, Ben, and uh, get back safe.